We are just winning. We got to keep this momentum going. We're growing. We're moving. We're shaking. And excited to be back again another lovely Monday. Absolutely. And not only that, like, um, we have more people getting involved. I really appreciate, you know, when my friends come up to me that I haven't seen in, like, five months. And they're like, so I learned what a spaghetti lesbian is now. And I love it because I'm like, yo, I didn't even know you was listening to the podcast. That's, like, so much love, though. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. I'm glad we're all learning together (laughs) and enjoying the moment. Oh man, that was an ex- that's an interesting learning curve. It was really for dope. all of us. A lot of people, episode. a lot of people were into last episode. Thanks, shout out to Cat. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so much fun with you. We gotta have Cat back. We gotta bring her back for like <laughs> a couple like weeks Kat from now. Like learn something new. Information that we, me and you, are just not up on. Like she's just like an opposite person from us. You feel me? Like it's so interesting. She's in a whole different side, a whole different lifestyle. We love that. We love uniqueness and different lifestyles. So I'm ready to learn at any time. That was really exciting. Thank you, Kat. It was fun. For sure, for sure. Now, I also want to make sure that, you know, in the light of our conversations, because we want to keep everything in sync. As you guys remember, we were discussing on our Instagram um, whether or not people still believe in the sanity of marriage. We got a lot of responses from that. So we wanted to make sure to make it a topic of conversation as a whole because marriage is a really messy subject in some situations, you know? Whether it be that people get married just to, you know, because of their papers and they want to stay in this country or people get married just because it makes sense uh, financially or people are gold diggers and they're just trying to get a check, you know, and getting married with a guy. There's so many reasons why people get married. It's not always because of the glitz and the glamour and the beauty of love. Sometimes it's for other reasons too. With that being said, let's talk about weddings. Weddings are super stressful, Marty. Like, one thing I can know... Look, I haven't been married yet, but every time I talk to anybody that's planning a wedding, they're, like, going crazy. Yeah, they're they're super... I think that's why the term bridezilla really comes out, because I can... I only imagine my wedding time, like, my wedding, whenever that may be, I will be a bridezilla, because stress... Don't play with me with stress and perfection and getting things in order. It's going to be coming to y'all. <laughs> be ready. I get it. I get I get how it can be like, especially for those of us who are like natural planners. Yes, exactly. And then to all of a sudden um, not be able to plan the best party you've ever wanted to plan in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like this wedding has to be the best party. Like I already plan parties, but like I want to plan the best party possible right now. So I can understand how that must be super pressure, like hella pressure. And the fact that it involves family and family is a, di- is a stressful dynamic. So, you know, people right. who like each oh. other, people who don't, who you should sit next to who. Oh, the seating must be complicated. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, and, like blending families and blending friends. And, and then hotel that, arrangements. Know? Where are they sleeping? Who's eating what? Who to keep away from whom? Uh, <laughs> just like 
I get on it. Look, shout out to my friend right now that's planning a wedding. He's having a destination wedding in Mexico that I'll be attending in November. I'll make sure to let you guys know what that's like on our messy Mondays. Of course, keep you guys up to date. It's going to be beautiful. But um, it's been super stressful. Like, me alone, I've been stressed. Imagine everybody flying to another country. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do a destination wedding. Now that I'm learning from his experience, I don't even think I want to do that. Like... Don't make it even more hard. The trick about a destination wedding is that less people come, which is less to worry about. Because you're not concerned. Like, people drop out. You're like, all right, fine. Because then you're like, they're, they're probably like, that's fine. You know, we're saving money by those who can't make it. Like, uh, depending if you RSVP to that kind of right. situation. But also, right, right, right. like, my cousin just had her wedding. And hers was very limited in seating. So she has to be strategic about who... To who can come and how many? We have a big family, but she had to do what she had to do, and those who couldn't be selected. It can be a sticky situation, guys. It can be a sticky situation. Imagine the people who don't get chosen. Like it must be very personal, you know. Uh, yeah. But you got chosen. <laughs> Thanks, Amy <laughs> and Vaughn, the Johnsons out there. That's awesome. So, just planning in general is very very stressful and I can only imagine something that huge just to be a stressful. Right, absolutely. And I know like the wedding, I just went to a wedding recently. You guys are going to see a lot of that on our social media. And for those of you who follow me at my Snapchat at dsmiles247 or on my Instagram, which is show me underscore ENT, you guys noticed that I was at a wedding this weekend. That was really nice. I'm going to be posting some of that on our Messy Monday story so you guys can see how much fun it was. Um, it was really cool. The, the funny thing about this wedding, Mar, was the wedding I was supposed to go to, but I didn't go to because the Hurricane Irma kind of interrupted us. Um, and they had to, like, reschedule it. Yeah. So this was that wedding. But, like, unfortunately, people dropped out, like you said, because, you know, what if people were coming from out of town and they took that day off? And, like, now, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they had to, like, reschedule it to another weekend. So a bunch of people couldn't show up. Um, it was a huge wedding. There was a big party. There was, like, I think, like, 10 and 10 on each side. It was, like, a bunch of people in the wedding. Um, really traditional. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a biracial couple. Uh, my friend, he's Dominican, and she's black and white. It was beautiful to see the unity of the mixture of the two <laughs> families. You know what I'm saying? Like with the old school R&B and the little merengue on the side and machata. It was really fun. Um, it was dope. And I would say it was one of the most fun weddings I've been to. For sure. I had a great time. I danced. I had a great time. The one thing I love about weddings is the dancing, the music. Like the reception is the best part. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. Although right. absolutely, I, yeah, and everybody's like more free to dance, and like, you don't really care who's it. watching. You just all in it because the music's usually really good when it comes to it. But I always cry during the ceremony. I always tear up, depending on the person. Is depending. Oh, well. Okay. Oh. The groom cried. The groom. I had cried. a discussion. It was cute. So here's the thing: I had when a discussion with one crying. of my friends about crying. There's a video on either the shade room or. Um, baller alert where the guy starts breaking down like almost to his knees crying right like a huge baby and my friend was like oh my god that's love that's so great me and another friend were like listen he better cry like it was hard knees i said 
I don't want that kind of crying. I want you to cry like that when I'm leaving you. Like if I ever have to leave you. <laughs> I feel like that is a lot. Very dramatic. I'm not a fan. I'll be like, I'll be like, babe, this is that's exactly. Like, get up. That's the kind of cry that happens oh when you when you know you fucked up and I'm about to leave the door. Okay. When I'm coming right. down the aisle. I think this exactly. Book, when I'm coming down the aisle, I want you to have nice light tears of wow. joy. No, but you're right. I don't. I don't know. The crying, excessive crying, is a little like that. I don't know what that's about. But I, I think it's sweet that the grooms are usually so taken back by how beautiful their wives look, and like that moment is so precious, it's so nice. I love it's it so also. Sweet. But I, I love a nice, genuine cry. Don't exaggerate it. It's great. But. I, I love the dance floor part. I love the walking down the aisle. I love everything that has to do with the wedding. I just, in the near future, when it's my time, I don't know. Right. I, I, I don't know how I'll feel. I've always wanted to do also, like... I think I think I definitely want to have a wedding. I think so. A lot of people say they don't, but I would like to. I know people who are set on the fact that they're just going to have a courthouse. And I know people who have had courthouse weddings and called it a day. And tell yeah. you later, after right. the fact, that it happened. Right. And you just respect it. Or eloping. That's like totally doable. Eloping is doable. It's in the same concept, I guess, of just going to the courthouse idea, right? Well, not really. Like if you and this person just say, let's do the cliche Vegas thing or let's fly to some exotic island and get married on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like all those things can happen if that's the choice that you and your significant other want just you know? don't get drunk and married at I Vegas. think there's something kind of romantic about it true but I think there's something kind of romantic about that like you don't want nobody else around you just want you two to share that moment that's kind of nice I kind of understand that in a way I get it Britney Spears did that once remember when she got married to her high school boyfriend in Vegas oh the one one of the one times, of the times. <laughs> we gonna talk about you Britney we gonna talk about you it Britney. was like it's 72 hour marriage like quick they must have been drunk and they were in vegas so yeah yeah i remember that yeah yeah and it was like it was like a pr nightmare i remember that like everybody in her team was like that's like when bernie started spinning basically that's she, what she was like i'm gonna like, be a rebel up. now y'all can't play with me but today we have something really unique right mar yes i am super excited we have another special guest i love having special guests on the show um and absolutely Especially because they want to be on the show, which is dope. Yes, and that they're listeners, and they have been on our, you know, following us and sharing, definitely supporting 100%. So we love having listeners uh, listeners, um, and supporters on the show. We're going to have, we're going to call her in. Her name is, her name is Liz Nell, and she's going to provide us with her insight on marriage. And she, more on the insight of a Christian faith. On her perspective on what marriage is like, what... Um... Hello? Yeah, she's tapping in right now, guys. But no, go ahead. Marley's introducing you. She just called in. She's calling from Jersey, everybody. So shout out to Jersey. Thank you very much, Liz Snow. Um, but no, Marley is still introducing you to the crowd. Hey, Liz So we definitely want to hear your perspective in regards to kind of um, the Christian perspective of marriage, right? The importance of marriage, Um what it means to kind of stick it out, stay together, the meeting between um, two people and then kind of sharing that to the world and how it goes in that spectrum. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what, basically, first let's, let's talk about that. Do you consider yourself a Christian? Would you identify yourself that way? Um, 
Um, yes, I am. A, I am a Christian. Uh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I identify Him as that as that person in my life, as that being in my life. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> I've been a Christian for about three years now. Um, I'm a born again Christian, so I did take a vow of celibacy and a vow of abstinence um, to to walk on the path of Jesus as long until I meet my husband, or even afterwards. But it's this is just this is my work of life. It's not just about in marriages and everything, um, but you know, marriage is a very important thing. Um, these, especially in 2017, with society and and social media and all that stuff. So it's definitely different from what um, I expect of my future. So hold on, when you say you were born again, can we talk about that a little bit? Like what happened yes, there? Yes, yes. So I was raised. My mother's Catholic. My father is Catholic, and my mother changed to Jehovah Witness as she got older and etc. We never really practiced um, any religion. Um, you know, I went to son, I knew I was, I was baptized, but I was, it was weird. There was no actual structure to anything. I didn't know what anything meant. All I knew were rules. You have to wear skirts to church on Sundays and you have to, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And the God that I was preached about was the God of regulations and rules. And that's not the God that I believe in today. That's not the God that I um, that I have the pleasure and the joy of loving today. So born again Christian, I was, um, I was, I lived my life up until, you know, by, I guess what morally led me, um, up until the age of, uh, 24, 25. And then at the age of 25, I walked into a church. Um, I was being led there. I had a friend that was going there and she actually asked me so nonchalantly, Hey, do you want to come to church on Sunday? Um, and it had been something that was on my mind. Now I know the Holy Spirit leading me, but it was something that was inside of me that I said yes, and I showed up late. I sat all the way in the back, um, and right then and there, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. So that's what born again Christian means. Wow. Okay. So you, yes. <laughs> what, do you feel like you were seeking some type of, um, like? relationship with something at that time of your life? Did you feel like you needed something like that in your I, life? I felt very empty. Um, there comes a point in, in where my life, there came a point where the things that I had, the things that I had amounted to, and I'm not talking anything crazy, you know, um, they were, they meant nothing. They meant nothing without, they meant, they were, it was just things. It wasn't, it wasn't anything real. It wasn't anything of substance. And it was because I was missing Jesus in my life. Um, and now everything makes sense because of him. And they may sound cheesy and corny to people because I was that person that was like, yo, you're drinking the school aid a little bit too hard there. Um, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, I was that person. I was there. Um, and I had a bunch of questions. And this has been a journey. Like, no, I've never been on a journey like this before. But it's one that I walk with joy and pride every single day. Um, it, it was, it was, something was calling me. And I didn't know what it was. And I know now it was the Holy Spirit, but. Back then, I was just—it was, um, it was like a hunger for it, for me to learn. It was like a hunger for him, and I didn't know that that was like I needed to be filled with something, and he was what I needed to be filled with. That's beautiful. Wow. Okay. So, with that being said, do you think that? Do you think that, in a way, because in my opinion, I think sometimes people use sex as a filler because they feel mm, empty. Say that again. <laughs> I, I, it is. I do. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel that way. So it's like, do you feel like because you fulfill that emptiness, 
with your faith, you don't necessarily need to have meaningless sex, I'm guessing, right? Um, yes, it's, it's not only just, so that's 100% true, I was that person. So that was that's the other part of being a born-again Christian. Um, I'm not a virgin. Um, I am abstinent now. I practice celibacy. I do not, will not have sex until I have marriage and the Lord has blessed my marriage um, with a Christian man at that. But um, that, was, that was one of the things that was empty. It was like sex was just physical and it was an itch that needed to be scratched and once it was scratched it was like emptier than it was before and it was it was never filling it there was, there was never nothing anything filling it and um sex is definitely something that people used to distract themselves with i did too um and it's a great thing it's meant to be enjoyed it's not it's not sex is not bad sex is great right sex is amazing it's <laughs> I, I. enjoyed between two people but <laughs> within the sanctity of marriage I, so okay. my question so okay. do you believe in or what do you think about premarital sex is that something that I guess before you being married were you open to or is it kind of within your religion you've decided I'm, well no yeah before this I didn't expect I didn't know that this was going to be my walk <laughs> I didn't I didn't know this now um, so I was practicing you know I was just doing me doing you know whatever me was well, whatever yeah. people do at this age bracket in society, to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it just mm-hmm. is normal. Yes, that's exactly right. Like, that was just doing me. It was, it's normal. And TV and society has all made it super normal to have sex before marriage and to live together before marriage. And I am not judging anyone because I didn't know that before this. Um, but now I don't. Like, I, people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, you're... What if you get married and you don't like the sex? That that's not the God that I pray that I believe in that I pray to. Because if God created me and God knows me and He knows who He created, then He has a man for me specifically meant to bring me the pleasures of. If we're just speaking sex, bring me the pleasures of sex and satisfy me sexually. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's if one thing has anything to do with the other, because it because um, sometimes I don't know if anyone else has experienced this. There's people that you have really mind-blowing sex with that have nothing to do with how you care about them. So it's like, sometimes I feel like the physical act of sex is something that some people are just very good at because they have a lot of practice at it. So it's like a person that's good at playing basketball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people are just better at playing ball than others. So it's like some people are better at performing sexually than other people are because they're, you know, they have more practice. No, yeah, I get that. I absolutely understand that. Like, babe, I like when you do this. I do not like when you do that. 
And together you grow and you make That's a good point. Friends. That's a good point. Nah, you can curse. It's okay. You make it really good because of that. Like, yo, um, I don't like it when you put my leg up like that. Put it down. You know what I mean? Right, right. You do that when you're in that marriage, when when you have that covenant together. So it's it's that conversation. Because sometimes the sex be whack and you're like, okay, I just want to get it over with. Like, let's be out. Right. That's what it was before. But because of the marriage part, it's bigger. You can't just kick him out. Like, where he going to go? Right. That's true. There's more patience. Like, and you know, and it's vice versa. Because there are guys now that, again, born again Christian, what if what I do, he doesn't like? Right. He has to tell me that so that I can do what he likes because sex is best for a person. I think in, I think in... In the same aspect of both of you, like, you know, there's there's the act of just having sex with others and just with anyone and whatever, just having whatever you do. And then there is that actual, I guess, lovemaking is that other factor when you actually are in love with someone and that makes that whole effect completely different. Not just the, not practice per se, but it actually just has a whole different, emo- when emotions are truly involved. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and that's something that, like, I don't know about you, and I know, I know women and women, we try to preach this, especially, like, with feminism and equality and all that. I personally believe that every woman is seeking for something when she's having sex outside of the marriage. I think we all are, in essence. I think I think I think now that we have to also start giving men some credit and not every man is satisfied with a lot of empty sexual encounters. Yes. There yes. are men now that also and I think that there's a lot of men now that also have graduated from that stage of I'm tired of just slaying these hoes. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually Absolutely. guys want to have a partner too. It's not only a woman thing, you know. That's a, that's no, yeah, an age. I, I, that's not an age and experience like, that that happens. On the other aspect of that, yeah, it is age and experience. Where, I agree. Where men think that you can just have mad bodies under your name, like that's not cute. I judge a guy by that, not judging, but like. No, but you. I think that it's okay to call him a hoe. You know what right, I'm saying? Exactly, exactly, and mean it. Like be that connotative tone the way I call a female a hoe for sleeping right. around. Like it's the same for male, for male and female for me. I, me too. I call men hoes. I'm like, no, he's a hoe. And I mean that when right, a guy's a hoe. Right. Like, he's a hoe. From your gut. Like, yeah, yeah. Friend. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, his, his dick is like nothing. You know what I'm saying? He'll give that shit out for nothing. Especially if he's not caring. That's that's the de- Men are definitely hoes. Can be hoes just as much as a woman can be hoes. Amen to that. Absolutely. And I feel like it's something we all should, like, it's, we get caught up in this new age relationship. Like, it's real quick to think you're in love nowadays. Hell yeah. Social media, and you're constantly talking back and forth. And what what, what 30 days feels like be, with all these t- like uh, um, accessibility, it feels like two months, three months. True. And you're like, oh, I'm in love. No, my man, you just got good dick. Like, that's all it came down to it. And that should be and the that, problem. And that's, when, that, when that curtain falls, <laughs> you'd be like, yo, were you always corny? Like, were you yes. always such a herb? Right. And the guys, too, like, were you always so obnoxious, chick? Like, yeah, you're do you annoying. have any substance to you? Shut up. Put your dick in my mouth now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, after yeah. Water falls apart. Yeah, after yeah. All this stuff so it's like, I believe in what God is going to bring to the table. And I, I want that for everybody. Right. Like, I want everybody to be like, and with the marriage, with the Christian marriage, we, again, we can't just bail out. Because if you believe in, if the difference is, you believe in God, we both believe in God together. And so in a Christian marriage, I'm constantly worried about him. Not worried, but making sure that he's satisfied in everything and vice versa. 
And if we're constantly filling each other up, then there's no space for ego and pride and, you know, lack of communication and X, Y, Z. If I'm constantly taking, if a man is constantly taking care of your need, Marley, or your need, Diana, you're, you don't have to worry about any, doing anything yourself for yourself. Right. You can now focus on him. But now I have a now I have a question. You said that you want this for everybody. When you say everybody, being that obviously you were raised in a more modern Christian society than back in the day, mm-hmm. it's not a secret that it's not it's frowned upon to have gay marriage in a, Okay. So but you said everybody, I'm sure that you know gay people. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like yes. you live in New Jersey, you live basically in New York City, like you know gay people. So it's Absolutely. like how do you feel about when they want to have these experiences that you're talking about with a person that they have same gender relationships with? As a Christian, I'm called to love on everybody. I'm not called to, you know, remove my love because of what you choose to practice. I call, I'm called to love you besides what you choose to practice because that's what it means to walk with Jesus. Jesus loved everyone um, equally. As far as what they practice, I myself do not. As a Christian, it's a sin. At the end of the day, you know, and I can pray for their soul and I can pray that, you know, when that when that day comes for them to meet their maker, that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen because that's not my that's not my role. To, that's not my, my walk to take. But I can pray for them and I can pray that they find lightning and that, I, that they can they can find the right the right path, the, the Christian path, because homosexuality is a sin. Man should not be with man and. And in case I want to get cute, ladies, women should not lay with women either. Just because it doesn't say that. Man means people in the Bible. Um, but that's their walk to take. That's their thing to decide. Um, and, and we can't go, this is this is like a heavy talk. Um, and it goes into like deep, deep. But it's, at the end of the day, is, if you say you're a Christian, you claim yourself to be a Christian. And your one thing as a Christian is to be, is to make Jesus happy and to make God happy. And to faithfully surrender all of your desires, then you would do that, even if that meant you rejecting your own desires. I guess. And I feel like a lot of what I'm hearing is um, self-control. I feel like um, uh, the message that I'm getting from your faith is that you you have to practice a very high level of, of restraint, really. Restraint and faith. It's... It's restrained based off of faith because we're humans. We're sin- I'm a sinner today, like now. This isn't. I'm saved because of Jesus, but I'm not. Like I'm not perfect. No one is. Absolutely not. Um, and I'm not. I, I can't point the finger at anybody because I'm. And there's no. There's no level of sin either. That's a misconception that everybody has. It's not like oh, murder is worth nine points and lying is worth three. No, 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 no. Sin is sin. I kind of like that scale though. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is like a mild level of sin. No, homie, it's all the same level. Um, it's all sin, black and white, and we sin every day. We, I tell white lies to this day. I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm sorry, I lied to you. You right. know what I mean? So it's it's a lot of it's faith. It's literally all it is is faith. It's, so, I don't feel like I'm giving anything up. I feel like what I what I'm getting is so much bigger than anything I have to give up right now. Wow. That that sounds kind of like liberating. It, it's it's you'd be surprised. You carry all this weight on your shoulders and your arms and your back, and you're like, I just want to give it all up, and you can. It's you can give it all up. I've met others before, um, just like you before too, like who have were kind of searching 
for something somewhere and kind of filling in some gaps. And once they found themselves in the church, I mean, I'm myself, I'm a Catholic, grew up Catholic, baptism, communion. What's the other one after it? Confirmation. I did that too. Confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all did that. Yeah. I didn't know what it meant yeah, you know what's funny? It's not until you grow up when you start using like Bible verses and stories and things like that where you realize it actually soaked in and you actually received some of that message and you receive some of that information and that you can kind of recite certain things or you can recall certain stories and chapters and you know and verses and things like that. It's quite amazing. Oh, isn't it amazing how now everything that you didn't realize made sense makes so much more sense now? Like you're like, wow, like this Bible stuff is kind of true. You know what I'm saying? It's like you really yeah. have this moment like, yo, like this is really like, this was well written. Regardless if you don't have faith and you don't believe in the quote unquote societal version of religion and you think it's all a hoax or whatever, you must admit it's a well written book. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like there's information for every area of your life in this one book. If we're just going to look at it like that and you're an atheist, like, shout out to the quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's a message for every single situation you are going through in your life in the Bible. That's that's it's, amazing. It's funny you say that. Yeah, it's funny you say that. You know, like, personal development books, like, how to refer to influence people, rich dad, poor dad, stuff like that? Yeah. Talking about personal development, like, how mm-hmm. Yeah. All, I've read a bunch. I've read, like, seven or eight. And when I tell you that I can find verses of the Bible in every single one of them. Wow. And that's nothing to do with religion. That's... So, I mean, what does a person do if, like, you fall in love with a person that's not a Christian? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you do in that situation? Um, same, same gender, uh, opposite genders cannot influence, spiritually cannot influence you. So, like, yeah, like, let's say I'm, I'm, a, Christian, I'm a Christian, and I meet a, a man who's an atheist or, or inconclusive, you know, he's just, like, walking around here and there. I cannot influence him the holy spirit can influence him i can just tell him what i believe and i can send you what to what i believe and i can live my life every day with a smile on my face because of what i believe and the holy spirit will move inside of him and he will find someone to like guide him and stuff like that there i did a whole series in my bible study group um called the woman of god and at first like if you can try to work it out like oh eventually he'll 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 believe like you know he'll come he'll come through and you know He'll be a Christian as well, but you can't control that. And he'll never understand my commitment because he's not committed. At first, it may seem like a challenge to him. Or, oh, yeah, I respect you. But one day, that curtain's going to fall, and he's not going to be able to wait because you want to wait. So then what do you do now? You don't even want to play with that. Like, I'm not going to tempt myself here. <laughs> like, I'm wow. not going to do, do it to myself because I'm still human. I still have urges. Right. So why would I play with fire? Like, I'm not going to do that. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. It's interesting how how everyone is supposed to be united, but it's divisive at the same time. And I don't mean that offensively. I just mean it as a third party. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it kind of excludes you from people in a way. Like, what about other religions? I can love on someone. Like, I, can, I have a lot of male friends that are... And they all practice different things. I'm not, all my friends are not celibate. They're not doing what I'm doing. Um, but that's their walk to, that's their path to walk. 
you know, I know I'm certain of what I want. Um, and it's, it's like, how do I put this in a way that would make sense? Like, for me, nothing will be sexier than a man preaching the Bible to me. Like, what's up, baby? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't hit me with that verse? Like, that to me, a man who's in love with God, that to me is sexy. That to me, like, breaks me down type of deal. That's my weakness type of deal. Because I know what that love did for me. So it, it's separating in the sense of, like, I cannot guide you towards that path, but I can get you to people to get you if that's what you want for you. But, like, I, I, I'm not stupid enough to believe that I look good enough for a man to turn to Christ. Like, I know that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit of this movie, if it's anything. But that has to be from him, and it can't be because of me. It has to be for him. It's a good choice for him because the attraction won't last. It, it's, it, it, it's not sufficient enough. No, I think I think what you're saying makes plenty of sense. Like it's, it's I can't I can't there's nothing I can do to influence him. And nothing that we can do to to hold that connection between him and God. That's his walk to take. So I, I understand what you mean with the whole like separating that type of thing, but it's not I'm not separating them by choice. I will be happy to I can socialize with them, I can be with them, I can engage with them. But when it comes to marriage and that, that's something I don't get them. So you gotta get on board for yourself and maybe one day down the road we'll meet up. No, no, I was going to say, like, I have know some people, and I have seen some aspects in other ways where people actually still were able to get married, love each other, in a sense of, like, not atheism, but a person who practiced a different religion, so a Christian and, and Jewish, and or um, Muslim and Hindu, like, those kind of aspects. And, you know, people, I guess once you're in love and you love each other and you love yourself, you kind of find and figure out your balance. I mean, I've never been in that situation, per se, um, but right. no, I see the same thing. I understand exactly what you mean. Like a Muslim and a Catholic. Yeah, like, and people make it work. Yeah, so and people make it work and things like that. Like people have found balances. I know with atheism might be a little bit more difficult because it's non-believing. Um, but maybe they have a po- maybe possibility that it's more of in a spiritual sense. And so they have a belief that is more, there's a spirit or there's energy out there because I'm a person, I mean, I'm Catholic, but you know, a part of me still believes in like energies and things like that and people's energies and kind of receiving yeah. and uh, receptive yeah. of that because that could even just be signs from different variations of how you feed from others. Of other, other faiths. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's something that has to be that has to, that has to be something that's discussed. I mean, comp- that's a compromise. That is a discussion um, to have, which in whoever's marriage it is, whatever their household, like you know, what, what religion you practice is what is kind of within your home, right? Like that's what you, the energy and the faith that you bring within your home. So. I think that's a discussion between that person, whether they're Jewish and Christian, like mom's one and the dad's the other, whatever. It's kind of an agreement upon what's best to practice and what, how you want to raise your children. At the end of the day, just like yourself and just like many of us, once we become adults, we kind of decide the path we think is best for us. So we always have to remember exactly. that children... Say, it's like, we always have to remember well, some, people, some people call themselves whatever religion based off of how their parents were. 
has like what what um government party to support. Oh, I'm a Democrat because my mom is a Democrat. Right. Like that. Right. And sometimes, sometimes like you don't not that you don't care enough, but you don't know enough to push either way. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like oh, I'm gonna yeah, fight. So like, yeah. So it's hard to raise your children. If you're ra- like if you were raised, let's say your parents were Christian, but you've never been to church a day in your life, like you might be okay with your husband or wife teaching your child some Judith, you know, some Jewish traditions, because it's like you know I don't really do my thing, so right. might as well give the kids some type of a foundation of some type of right. structure. So I can understand how whoever has more passion towards the religion might be the dominant factor. Right, and that's why in Christianity we get baptized as adults. Because it's a conscious decision that you make to follow the scripture, to live based off of the Bible. A child doesn't understand that. Like when I was getting, I have a godmother and she has never taught me once about God. You know what I'm saying? True. You see what I'm saying? It's just like a title and for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you, as a Christian, you have to give up as an adult. We can pray over children and we pray over them and dedicate babies to God. But to make that decision, like, I will live by, you know, the word the, the word in the Bible, the, the scriptures in the Bible, it's, that's a big thing to do. As right. a child of eight or nine or whatever, I'm going to even say a child of 21, because when I was 21, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. A lot of people I was don't. I living young and free. <laughs> a lot of people don't. Right. So, it's like, it was a decision I had to make as an adult, which is, right. it goes back to what you say. I guess eventually they'll find what fits them, what they believe in. Okay, so let me ask you this before we 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 wrap, it up. wrap up this part of our conversation. I want to ask you this: since you're a person who listens to the podcast and you you follow that, a lot of our conversation aren't really PG. A lot of our conversations aren't necessarily of the best type of human behavior. Most of our conversations is really about sinners. If we're gonna be frank, if we're gonna call it what it is, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. What do you think about? what we represent and what we talk about. You know what I'm saying? Being that... You, our sinful ways. Our sinful ways. You know what I mean? How do you... I think that you have a platform that other people don't. And I think... I know that was given to you by God. Wow. Um, and you have... You have... You, you're keeping it real and you're talking about what's relevant. But at the end of the day, I don't think you guys give anybody, like, bad advice. Like, well, the other day, you guys were... Uh, there was a story about a chick and uh, the, the, the slide back. Or the, yeah, yeah. What is it? What was it? The backslide. The backslide. <laughs> back I'm like, the slide back. <laughs> <laughs> the backslide. And, you know, you told her to let it go. And that's what was best for her. Sometimes we act in very Holy Spirit-led ways without knowing that we're acting that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wow, like, thank you. Sometimes you make decisions. Yeah, sometimes you make... You say things, and it's like, I don't know where it's coming from, but... What is the point of being good if there's no heaven or hell? True. You know what I mean? Like, you're a good person because there's something guiding you. There's, whether you call it energy or whatever it is that you call it, there's something guiding you. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit because of what I believe. Exactly. You can anybody. I used to call it, well, I used to call it uh, the earth and energy. Right. <laughs> Before I was a Christian, I was like, oh, my chakras is alive. All of this stuff is happening. Let me light a candle. Like, doing a bunch of stuff that, just because people were doing it. Right. But now I know what it is. 
you know, I believe you guys give positive <laughs> advice to people. Um, again, we're all sinners. I'm a sinner. I, still, I cursed on dirty on the podcast just now. Yeah. <laughs> I still curse in real life, so that's something that I'm battling myself. But I don't. I feel like you guys have a blessing on your hands, and I know that this didn't come from oh, like you just tripped upon it. And you guys are doing. I feel like you guys are doing good. You guys are representing the ladies, um, the <laughs> modern woman. It's not just you know the older woman. It's it's what's real now and. Sometimes you have to talk about uncomfortable things to make people realize certain things. Right. And sometimes we gotta talk about it in the way we talk about it and say the words that we say. You're right. If I say penis, you're not gonna pay attention. But if I say, you know. Nah, because now we understand because that's the language we actually speak. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So I I feel like it's doing a great thing. Um, it's your platform to use, and it was given to you by God, and you're using it the way that you feel is correct and that feeling comes from something that's beautiful oh my god like this totally thank took you another turn but that was dope yes it did <laughs> how amazing no but like seriously boosting our egos yeah, out yeah. here thank you, thank you. Thank you Liz. i really um, appreciate thank it thank you for having me um i am an thank avid listener you. i'm a super fan you guys are hilarious <laughs> i just got in the car with, my, with people in the car i'm like oh, oh awesome so, yes, 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 yes you guys are Messing up my Monday. Yay! Shout out to Jenny. Yay! That's so dope. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for for joining us. Love you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon, hon. Take care, baby. All right. Bye. So that was. I love hearing other perspectives and different things. We got we got into the church and religion, but it still is insightful to hear other people's opinions. Like we have to be open with everyone and like just in everything that we do, I think it's hard to kind of live life to have closed minded. So understanding where she's coming from, understanding where others come from, it's really, really great. And she's wonderful. And also I think it's really dope. I I think it's dope that you're so brave when you believe in something like that. Like sometimes you don't want to go against the grain. Because you know that people might not perceive it the right way or like people might think you're old fashioned or like you're you're like a Debbie Downer because it's like, oh, here comes this chick and her beliefs. You know what I'm saying? But to have that level of confidence in something you believe in, I think is really dope. I think it's awesome. For sure. Absolutely. And anybody in the future who wants to join in, we can set it up and we can have you guys join in our conversation. The way she reached out through, to me was through social media, always expressed that she had a really beautiful liking in our conversations and as you guys heard for yourselves this is the first time I ever heard her live feedbacks which was so dope you don't understand the level of smiles that put on me and Mars <laughs> face like we were just cheesing right now it was awesome um so we want you guys to like you know tell me what you guys think and at the end of the day um all the time yep exactly. all we can do gross. is get better you know what I mean why not and and the fact that our little our little comments and our little pieces of advice that we give out sometimes in our conversation yeah if it's helping you, that means the world to me. So thank you. I'm so happy that anything that we're doing is making your Definitely. life any better. Like we, our job is done, Marley, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So that's awesome. But in the spirit of our messiness, change lanes. We're gonna still be messy. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't go right into of the mess. Of course, because you know we're gonna talk about it's Britney, bitch. So we kind of foreshadowed Brittany in the beginner, beginning of the, the episode where we talked about her 
I think, 72-hour marriage that she got with her best friend yeah, from high like school out in Las Vegas. Probably drunk as hell. He was like hell. a hick, too. The years when we knew Britney was having that meltdown. And by the way, you kind of understand, like, as a teenager looking at that, you're like, yo, she's crazy. That was when TMZ started popping off and the time when... You can get a camera and a picture, like, quickly online. Everything was posted about it. And that's when she had her meltdown after her marriage with Kevin Federline, which was um, which ended in 2008. They were married for four years. Now, those who don't know their whole backstory, let me give you some K-Fed. insight here. K-Fed. <laughs> they, he was initially her dancer back in 2004. And so, so hold up. Wait, was Britney the first one fucking dancers or was J Lo the first one fucking dancers? Um, probably both. I don't know. I'm gonna I don't know. <laughs> Casper Smart. Yeah. Um, so they met in 2004 when he was a background dancer for her. And what we didn't know is that he was actually together with Shar Jackson. And those who don't know who Shar Jackson is. She is Moesha. from Moesha. She played Moesha's best friend, <laughs> Nisi. Green eyes. I think those were contacts. I don't know. Were they? Wasn't she on like Fit Celebrity Club something? He has, oh. I believe, three kids with Shar Jackson. Three it's uh, three kids from the last notes I saw. And then this time, he, he was actually pregnant. She was pregnant with their second or third child, in the time that he left her to go with be with Britney. Are you surprised though? Who like I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like I think guys, not to be fucked up, would leave their girl to go with Britney. Especially Definitely. at that time. The level the of height of Britney Spears was incredible. It was just the height of Britney Spears was something else mm-hmm. at the time. The height of in sync backstreet boys, and maybe because we were younger and we were soaking it in. But she was someone not to fuck with. Like, she was the superstar of the world. And um, they then got, well, we then discovered she's actually got pregnant in 2005. After she left, uh, after he left, Char Jackson. Actually, it says here, Char Jackson crashes again, announces that she's working on an album to kind of put out against Britney. <laughs> that was in 2004. Stop it, sit down. Um, she announces that she's officially pregnant. And they got time married at that time in 2005 when she announced her, um, her pregnancy. They also had, remember UPN, the channel? Yes, that was like Channel 9 in New York. <laughs> yeah. So they even had a TV show called Britney and Kevin Chaotic. No way. I don't remember that. Where you saw behind their life. So in this case, their marriage goes on and continues. Um, Her fans even made a website called divorcekevin.com. People didn't like him. They weren't feeling him. They didn't want nothing to do with him whatsoever. It was very messy when they were together. Remember when Britney had her child on her lap and not in a car seat? Like this time. She was barefoot a lot. People yeah. call child services on her. Poor girl. She was going, th- no wonder she took that umbrella and put it in a, in a pap- paparazzi's car. 
I don't know. She was doing a lot of kinds of shit. Anyways, they continued living their life, and I think she saw some shadiness in him, and he was probably still playing around. It doesn't specifically say why they got divorced, but their marriage ended within three years. She filed for divorce. Um, her shorter uh, marriage was that 72-hour one in Vegas with her best friend. But this is an example of, well, would you say this is an example of not taking marriage seriously and kind of moving too fast with someone you just met? You think, you don't, well, I mean, the the thing with the Vegas 72 hours was clearly somebody was on something. No, definitely. And they were just feeling life, you feel me? And they were like hallucinating and they wanted to like do the most. <coughs> no. That was a drug weekend slash too much drinking type crazy. You could tell that was a really bad mistake. Um, now, regarding K-Fed, I don't doubt that she was in love with K-Fed, to be honest with you. Because I recall at that time watching little reality moments of them. That was years ago, guys. I know that was a long time ago. But I remember the image that I got was like they were very sexually active with one another and they were really into each other. Because every time you saw them, they were like groping one another. Whether or not it was just a lustful relationship, it seemed like she was into it. And she had two kids on him. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it was like no, a of course. fly by night. But thing. was it rushed? I mean, this isn't like within just maybe not even six months of even knowing each other. They were married. And he and he had a he had a separate relationship happening at that time. That's fast. It was a sticky situation. It was a terrible situation. I mean, but think about it, Marley. What if you met the guy that you, quote unquote, man of your dreams, and in six months, tomorrow, like six months, this year, Ja, 2018, he goes, yo, Marley, I want you to marry me. You're going to say no? I mean, I'm just asking, like, at this point, like, I don't know if I'm going to say no. I'm going to be real with you. I'm not saying it's smart. I'm just saying that if you're in that situation, you might say yes. If you're like super infatuated with somebody and you're into each other and this person's freaking gorgeous to you, whatever yeah. it is that he does to stimulate your mind. You know what I'm saying? What if all of that, does that mean you're going to say no because Brittany said yes and she broke up with Kerry Fed? You know what I'm saying? Like, No. <laughs> I think for me, what would kind of hold me back is the fact that he had a baby mom, a, 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 a girlfriend who was pregnant. Okay, that's essentially. Crazy. Right? <coughs> That's crazy. What about no girlfriend? No girlfriend What about fine. no girlfriend? Would you do it? I, I think I can move and in, rush into something You'll do quickly. It. Yeah. I think so. I'm getting Marty to talk. You know how hard it is to get Marty to talk. If I was to... <laughs> if, 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 and in that situation, if I wasn't seriously in that deep invested in something, I could probably move forward like that. I guess I have to be in the situation. Right. I think what makes it hard for me to kind of like right. really put myself in the shoes is that, you know, you think about this other... The situation that person kind of came out of. And I groan. I think I've grown... I mean, if I was her age right. at that time, that probably would have been me. Like, I probably would have done all this. Right. But at 30, (laughs) but at 30, now you're just like, no, that's not my, that's like, that's not my game. That's not my wheelhouse. And that's what, and that's why I say that, like, I understand how she had that mental breakdown because I've been in situations enough in that essence where I would have that same damn, or probably did have that same damn breakdown if I was in her shoes. Oh, all the time. What? 
You ever seen that post? Now I understand Britney in 2007. <laughs> it's true. You get it. You get what she went through or yeah. how she shaved her head and why she went crazy. Not crazy, but had a moment because it was just overwhelming. Life gets overwhelming. Things get overwhelming. And sometimes you just need release. That's why we cut her hair. I cut my hair sometimes, change it up, put some dye in it when I'm just like, I need mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to be different. Women, women communicate a lot through their hair. Like, that's, like, a really big deal for us. Like, we, it's, like, every time a woman went through a massive change in her life, you're going to yeah. notice that she's going to change her hair, do something. Ask her if she's that's okay. That's, like, a thing that women do, <laughs> for sure. Girl, exactly. did you accomplish something or what did is you happening? lose something? You know what I'm saying? Like, something <laughs> happened. But now we're going to talk about another infamous messy-ass marriage, wedding, slash, all that. Of course, Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys, guys. Who can forget their 72-day marriage? Do you remember this, guys? First and foremost, let's walk you down memory lane of the Chris Humphreys situation for those of us who watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the KKKs. We all listen. I tune in. <laughs> um, it's recording right now on my DVR for sure. Um, but um, what I can say is this. I personally never liked the Chris Humphreys storyline. Whether or not this was staged or not, like I was never like, oh, I really like Chris Humphreys for Kim. There was you know? something about like, his personality like, it, like that fed off a, off screen that like or on screen that I didn't care for. And he seems like a slight asshole too when you watch. He really did. I don't know. Like I don't know if like I said, I don't know if the production, like you said, or the image or the storylines that they would place him in made him look like a dick because then again it is the KKKs, you feel me? So they are kind of you know, evil in the way they portray the people they don't like. It's obvious. Like, if they don't fucking like you on the show, they're going to make sure to make you look bad. So, I don't know if that's what it was. But um, he was a dick. He was rude to his, her sisters. He wasn't very inclusive. That was kind of the vibe that I got from the image that they portrayed of him on TV. It didn't really look like Kim was really in love. It looked like Kim was just desperate to get married at that time in her life. Well... When you think about that, too, like, Chloe and Lamar got married very quickly also, right? And you felt so a different... No, like, but there was a different vibe you got off of Chloe and Lamar in comparison to Chris and Kim. Yeah, I agree. And I, I agree. think it's what how Chris kind of delivered. And maybe he thought it was going to be a great thing for his career. We're going to push forward, going to push forward. And you don't, you don't know if that girl was putting the pressure on him. Rumors are, of course, is that, like... It was all fake for the TV. I think it was a little bit more real. and I, Or maybe I think it's more like they thought about it, right? They thought it was going to be awesome publicity. And then once they actually got into right. it, they were just like, wait, this is a little, this isn't what we really want. And maybe that's, he probably became more of an asshole. Most likely. Maybe they had an understanding and then they were like, I like you anyway, fuck it, let's do it type shit. But, um... I don't know. I mean, the wedding was really beautiful. I remember I saw like a little clip recently to remind myself of how beautiful the details were. It was a were. full um, sponsored wedding. Do you know what that is? Yeah. It was a full partnership activation event for a thousand companies. Vera Wang included. <laughs> yes. No, but it was elegant. Even remember the her... Like where she walked down the aisle and like the, the the carpet was beautiful and like embroidered. It was like amazing details. Beautiful. It was, it was She actually stunning. has really good weddings. And that's back in the day when 
She does. She has beautiful taste. That's when Kylie was still ugly, when Kendall was a little awkward, and, and when Bruce was still a man. Like, I think you guys should just Google that clip and just go back in history a little bit to see like, what was going on before all of this new shit happened. That Kylie's bad, Kendall is fucking a goddess, and fucking Bruce Jenner's a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fast forward, basically. But, um... I, that, that was the marriage. They eventually got divorced. As we know, they got divorced very quickly. Remember that they were on the news all the time, and Chris Humphreys was like getting like dragged through the fucking mud, and they were going through all these legal battles. And even Kim would come out on the show that she was desperate for their wedding, the divorce to be finalized. But here's some of the really interesting things that I forgot about, and what I read about is that um, their settlement for the divorce actually um, ended up being kind of clean because they learned that Chris walked away with nothing. Like, he got no money out of Kim. So, basically, Chris gets no money from Kim. Um, as they've reported, he was previously demanding $7 million. He didn't get it. Um, Chris dropped the demand for an annulment based on fraud. Um, and also, each party will pay their own lawyers and fees. So, basically, um, he was suing Kim Kardashian for putting him in a position of fraud, like he was manipulated into this marriage or whatever. That was his angle. So he was really trying to win that over and he didn't win because I believe that these people have, you know, the best of the best teams, like, protecting them. And who could forget about when Chris Humphreys was being harassed every time he stepped into the court to play ball, which is his job. Which is his job. He couldn't even literally play basketball because this is how powerful this reality show shit is. Like, reality show bitches have fans in the the arenas while you're playing a professional game booing you off the strength that they don't like you because of her. You feel me? Like That's crazy. And remember when Kanye put the verse out where he said... Yes, and I, can, I quote, and, go ahead. And I will have Jay-Z drop you, for, or I can have Jay-Z drop you from the team, and that thermal yes. flute. <laughs> Yo, yes. that was... That right there, that line, when that line dropped, the internet went wild. Of I course. remember that. I love that song. I, I remember Twitter song. going insane when Kanye dropped that. Of course, Insane. but because then the rumors were already speculating like she had already been fucking with Kanye when she was dealing with Chris Humphreys. Like, that was like a little rumor, so it made it even worse. And, like, even when he would come out to play, like, people would just boo him in his own city. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And he had to put up with all this shit. Like, I really don't feel like Chris Humphreys, he's going to be on one of those like celebrity rehab shows one day Watch. <laughs> kind of just drop from everything right like all the shit he's been through and like he's like a victim of the kardashians you know what i'm saying like i feel like he's gonna be one of those but to be honest with you i don't really like him and i think that it's totally because of this his character I really like, like i said the, the character he was portrayed or the, the way he was behaving because i mean we know Rob's character, well, he's a family member, but we know um, Scott's character, like, on the show. But Chris's on the show, it just wasn't, like, I think he was being him natural self, but, like, just a straight asshole. And I think once people got to know he was an asshole, but I mean, it was like, well, we really don't like it. Like, her fans were like, we really don't like you. But, and maybe he was acting out more in front of a camera than when he was with her. I still, and that's her third marriage, by the way. Technically, 
No. That would be her. No, Kanye's her third. Kanye's her fourth marriage? She's had her. Before Chris, there was another one, which I could never find a picture of what that guy looked like. I gotta do that more Googling. Well, the funny thing is that this actually strikes something so bizarre. They actually opened up a musical in London that's based (laughs) off of this. Seriously. Um, It's called. I love musicals. A musical? Yes, it's a musical, and it's it's actually in London, and it's called The Marriage of Kim K, and it's actually a remake from an old, like, I guess, British play that was called The Marriage of Farrago. It's like a story about Mozart and, like, very opera, very old, and, like, how this one couple is battling with their relationship and the trials and tribulations of it, so what they did is that they brought a more modernized storyline, which is Kim obviously being so famous, they use her as one of the couples, which is really, really cool. Um, it's called the Kardashian musical, the Mo- the Mozart opera, all at the same time. That's what they classify it as. And even if you Google it, you'll see that they have a girl that's like, I guess, Kim, like, like trying to take a selfie. And then they have like some like back in the day, opera looking woman dressed in old school like it's cool like it's a really cool concept and basically in 2001 when kim kim i'm gonna read you guys a little bit about what it says here on the website in 2001 kim kardashian televised her fairy tale wedding to nba basketball star chris humphreys 72 days later they were filing for divorce this um kardashian failure is just one of an iconic marriage to collapse on stage once on the joyous and one of the more like i guess this is like a funny part of the play because they have different Mm -hmm. characters going so this is like the comedic version which is their marriage now basically there's three couples and they showcase their relationships in three styles of music the biggest problem is is how what you think love and what you think you hate about love, they want to explain that all together in the music. Each world has a very distinct sound. Um, I believe that Kim Kardashian's part is hip-hop and R&B. <laughs> and must be pretty cool in London. I must say, I'm interested in watching this. I'm not even going to lie. And then they have like electronic music as well for the um, part that has to do with Kim Kardashian's characters. Now, they have a catchy pop for another character named Steven and Amelia. And the young couple is arguing on what television show to watch. So, like, their whole scene is just basic bullshit. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's funny. <laughs> now, all three are combined into a show-stopping final number, which you see how all three worlds eventually end up meeting. And then they are lovingly teaching one another how to behave better, I guess, learning from each other. So... Um, the Marriage of Kim K is um, a genre-bending string quartet echo If you're in the London area and you're listening to us and you have seen the show, and I think it's cool. Please kindly send us a clip cool. or send us where the YouTube channel is so we can watch it. <laughs> something where you, if it's streamed live, because I want to watch this. This is interesting. I like. I, I saw the pictures. I, they tried their best to find their best Kim Kardashian. It's not exact. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. You see the animation I did of it looks like a little bit like a president and it's Kim's face. No, I have to. You have to send me that one. But I, I like the idea of taking this like 
like ridiculous storyline now, now that we think about it years later and applying it to something like funny. It may not be funny to her because it might be tough to really make money off of it. To be honest. And to use their name and likeness, there might be some copywriting or something like that that they might have to approve or know or might have the people have to pay for it in order to use her name or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that is hilarious. I think I might have to book myself. When I do go to London, I might have to get myself one of those <laughs> shows and check it out. Marriage is interesting. Um, rushed marriages are interesting. Sometimes don't last. Some For some it works and for some it doesn't. And for the history of Britney Spears and Kim Kardashian, they really didn't work out. And I think sometimes we follow our heart, we follow our guts, what we think is right, um, but we just got to be ready and prepared in this end um, to ready to deal with marriage. I don't, I know right now, I don't know if I'm ready for marriage. I don't know where I am in life with with that part for marriage, but it is something to take seriously in my end, in my thoughts. It is something that um, I really got to be ready for to take that step with somebody. I agree. I agree. But honestly, I think that a lot of it has to do with um, what you're willing to put up with in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gotten to the point that I realized that because marriage is a contract, you should start looking at it like a contract. You should start looking at it like, okay, if I went to a store to buy a TV tomorrow, how am I going to make that decision? Most likely nowadays, we're going to do some research. We're going to look at the reviews. We're going to ask our friends, like, yo, what kind of TV did you get? You know, you're going to do your own little research in that aspect. Unfortunately, people don't come with a review sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to understand who the person is in a different way. So, therefore, you start to kind of do your own little checklist. But when I mean checklist, not ridiculous. Like, okay, I need a person who is going to help me stay focused in my endeavors and in my projects and also provides me a lot of affection because that's the type of person that I am, right? So therefore, you meet a person and you look for those qualities. So it's like you start to understand why would I sign a contract with a person that doesn't possess those qualities? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's like you have to start looking at it like that as well. Like, you have to... Like, nowadays, I feel like since marriage is something that people are taking more seriously in the aspect of I'm not in a rush. I'd rather do it with the right person versus let me just get married because I'm supposed to. Like, I feel like now the decision can possibly be made better. Like, I witnessed a a wedding this weekend with two parties that are really a team. And I feel like the reason that their marriage is going to work is because, shout out to Danny and Maria, your wedding was amazing. Love you very much. I know you guys listen. Um, So it it, it was nice to see that they they have a team. They're like into their kids. They're really supportive parents. They find a way to still have fun with one another. So it's like that to me is more realistic than being swept off your feet. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Like the like I don't know. I just I think that not, since I'm looking at it like that, like I look at it more like marriage is important to be looked at like you're buying a TV. Like, look at that shit in every angle. Make sure that it's right. Make sure you dissect it. Make sure it is is exactly what you want and something you're going to keep and have for the long run. And it has everything you 
it fits all your needs right. in all your areas right. on and both sides. Wanna, I mean, there's not a part of everyone, I guess, that kind of wants to like one day pull a sh- shotgun marriage and like do the Vegas thing and wake up the next day and be like, oh shit, I got married. Like, I'm sure there's a part of everybody that kind of yeah. thinks that that's kind of cool. You know not I mean? that your mom will think it cool. As long as you don't really get in trouble. Yeah, moms no. won't think that's cool at all. Especially Lat- Latino moms. Nobody. Your family would. Oof. Oh my God. My mother would have a field day talking so much shit. My mom she would never let me shit. down. She would never let it down. She'd probably curse. She'd probably set up a wedding and make me do it all. Like actually do it in front of everybody without telling people that I was already married. <laughs> No, I just, and I also know how important it is for both my parents, my dad too. Like, I know they want yeah, that, but they want to be there for that moment. And for you to, like, not include them, you know what I'm saying? Like, they will take it, like, but you know I wanted to be there, you know They what I'm would saying? take it to offense. They, it really would be offensive. I see, see, that's the thing, keeping your parents out of the loop or without your parents. Like, I think I wouldn't be able to do that without my parents present. Oh, we need to do a whole segment on keeping your parents happy. Ooh. <sighs> That's just a full-time job. I'm trying to out here. I'm 3,000 miles away, and I, I, I'm i always trying. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, there's, like, this insane pressure parents build. Like, maybe it's just our generation of people. I don't know. But, like, it's just, like, this insane Let's save that pressure. topic for next week, next Messy Monday. If you, have, if you have something to share about your parents and you guys keeping them happy, Send us a, send us a message. Give us a call. We'll take callers. Now that we accept calls. Um, send us your letters. Send us your messy stories. Um, don't forget to follow yeah. us on IG. Yeah. We got a shout out today. Uh, podcast for the culture. Shout outs to them for shouting us out. Follow them. Shout outs to you guys. What are you guys about? What is that about? We want to know. They're shouting out all their uh, their hot podcasts, and that means we're one of the hot Ooh. ones. So you guys are on to something out here. <laughs> but send us all your stories. Send us your thoughts on marriage, on love, on messiness. Yeah. Um, but we want to hear from you guys. Make sure to send us uh, your stories, messages to MessyMondaysPod at gmail.com, as well as our IG, MessyMondaysPod, and our Twitter, Messy Monday's pod as well. Show me what is your uh, closeout. I uh, I want to say, yo, make sure guys to like on our IG post to make sure to give your comments on our questions because clearly that creates more content for us to discuss on the shows because a lot of these conversations, for example, um, Liz No, um, that was because she was really engaged in our conversation on our actual IG post. She hit hit me up and was like, hey, like this is a great topic. I would really like to get involved. Yeah, so, guys, feel free to do the same. Because we really want to hear what you have to say. And in the spirit of love, I want to congratulate all the couples that I was around this weekend. I want to make sure to say hi to Andy and Miggy. You guys have been married and have a beautiful baby boy. So we want to celebrate love on this podcast as well. Since we did talk about Christianity and and unity, I want to acknowledge healthy relationships. And I also want to acknowledge um, Jermaine and his beautiful wife. I want to call you KK because I really think your name is cute, but I want to call you KK. She's also a listener, and um, I want to say shout-out to you guys as marriage. You guys seem to be really good friends, and I think it's really dope when you meet couples that are friends. And thank you for listening to Messy Mondays always. And also, shout-out to all the future weddings that are coming up. If you guys want to 
you know, sh- you know, hit us up and want us to like showcase a, a productive marriage, we'll put you on the IG. Why not? Show you love. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Because this is what we're about. We're networking of uh, of people and everyone hearing each other's thoughts. Um, thank you so much for your positive feedback, everybody. Um, you can always reach us on, of course, on our IG posts and on Twitter and all the other good stuff. But me personally, you can hit me up on show me underscore ENC. That's S-H-O-M-I underscore ENC. Or you can also follow me on smiles 247 on Snapchat. Um, once again, um, it's Messy Mondays, and we tell your mess the best, and we're always going to keep it versatile. And thank you for listening to episode 11. It was dope. You don't have a, you don't have a closeout quote of the day? That's my favorite part. Oh, 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 my bad. My bad. My bad. My Can't bad. leave the people hanging. I can't leave the people hanging. I wasn't even thinking that. You know why I wasn't thinking that today? Not because I don't have a quote, but because I was so impressed by what Liznell said how you can use your voice and your platform to give people strength and to give people guidance and to give people advice. And I learned at a younger age that sometimes giving people the simplest response is really what a person needs. And I think that as long as we keep it organic, we're going to relate to somebody and I think that that's what's gonna make Messy Mondays special and thank you for those of you who who said that and I feel like Liz Nell summed that up in a very beautiful way for us today so that's why I didn't have a quote you but I'll saying? still take that and we're gonna keep it in because I like it <laughs> <laughs> have a great have a great Monday guys Messy Mondays <laughs>